Well, folks, we are here once again. Everyone's favorite time of year. I'm talking about the the shooties, baby. We are the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Cameron, Thunder Osborne. Bang! We're popping bottles over here, Mikey. We're popping bottles. That's right. We are in the new year, 2024. And as we like to do every year, we hand out our annual awards. We've got 35 categories, multiple best 35, ofs, a couple eh? worst ofs. Yeah, I did the math here. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. You did the math. You, but, you, you counted them all off. Addition. Okay. Basic addition. That's math. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, the shooties. I know we both look forward to it every year. Anytime something big pops up, we we throw in a mention, potential nominee for the shooties. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so they're always on mind, you know, even as we haven't even done this episode, I'm still working on next year's list already. So. Well, well, I mean, you know, we are six days into uh, the eligibility exactly. criteria for last year. And, you know, this, these are the this, these are the fifth shooties that we've done, the fifth annual shooties. Um, there you go. Which is half uh, a century, a half, half cent, which is incredible. <laughs> you know, going through the year of professional wrestling, everything that was, um, and and the the reminiscing of things, and which is always so great to go back and try to find old clips and oh yeah, what 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 was happening on that day and, um, you know what you know what was what was the crowd like? You know, some great videos online and it really just yeah <laughs> reminiscing and all the great stuff because Mike we had a great year in professional wrestling too. We went to uh, the Forbidden Door show. We were at the yeah. SmackDown Live um, Edge's last match. Also, yeah, right. You know, so that's going to be uh you know and and certainly I think uh, certainly the Forbidden Door show might, might, it could be heavily featured here on a show like the Shooties. And Mike, when you forget just how long twenty twenty three is, we had WrestleMania thirty nine <laughs> and Sami Zayn. And there's a lot of these categories we're going to be going back with. Like exactly. Ago, it is but. really not just, you know, the, the, the season. It is really January to January um, or yeah. Jan- yeah, January, December as it is. And yeah, cannot be more excited to, uh, yeah, to just go over the year. All that was. And um, how would you kick us off with? How about you kick us off with the very first category there, Mike? Oh, boy. I've got to pick the first category. Um, all right, let's go with the um, most improved. Wow, award. most improved <laughs> award. Uh, pretty straightforward, Mike. Before you go, I want to say I have for the I think for the first time in Shooty's history, I have every answer locked in. <laughs> I don't think that I, has uh, ever happened. I think, you know, the judges are still reviewing their work sometimes up until it is their turn to present. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. I've got <laughs> I mean, I've got my front runners, but almost every category I have at least two or three. It's kind of like just, a horse race, you know? Like it's it's not about, yeah. you know, it's about getting to that finish line until until the until the winner is said you have not crossed that finish line. Yeah. So Anyways, I picked the category, so I'll go first. Most improved this year. I'm giving it to Dominic Mysterio 
Uh, you know, last year was the official heel turn, but that was only a couple months. That was like in September. And then this year, he took over. He's dominated. He's the biggest heel in the wrestling industry, folks. Nobody gets the amount of booze that he gets on a week-to-week basis. And, you know, he can go in the ring, too. He's main-evented shows. He was CM Punk's first WWE match in 10, 11 years or whatever it was. So, And the kid's still young. Dominic Mysterio, most improved, and he's still got room to grow. So, giving it to him. Wow, and like you said, uh, the, the the man has um, wrestled, wrestled, has been on the WrestleMania card. Yeah, you know, and big matches, to, big matches on such a stage, and to have such a, uh, y- y- you know, and to be improving even still after you you're on WrestleMania is uh, is, is is something incredible to be said. Yeah, and I think he wrestled the second most matches of anyone in WWE this entire year. Oh, is year. that so? Behind only Cody Rhodes. And oh, I guess. Oh, I guess Dominic. We're we're if we're counting, uh, we're counting, counting house shows. House shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. On TV, Dominic might be number one because he was doing triple duty there for a bit with Raw to NXT. To yeah, SmackDown. I guess if you were to count any any television show in the in the WWE banner. Yeah. So. Either way, Dominic Mysterio, that's my pick. Wow. Congratulations, Dominic Mysterio, for that most improved award. You know, like you said, um, most improved, different than a rookie. You know, you uh, to me, because the rookie is, uh, I, I that was the year that I saw you. Most improved yeah. is almost like a sophomore and up, you know. You can improve. Yeah. I think uh, in the past, Could Chris be. Jericho is is a formerly most improved uh, yeah, performer. You know, this can happen at any stage in your career. And uh, I think for the superstar happening right at the beginning of your career where there's only to go up, Dominic Mysterio, not only improving hey. himself uh, in, in the ring, but Mike, like you had touched there, the most, oh, one of the biggest heels in the business constant yeah. booze constant action and they're just rolling with it baby they're just rolling with it yeah man i mean we haven't got to experience dominic live yet so i can't wait hopefully at money i'm sure he'll be in the money in the bank match when we are there probably and you know i don't think the the booing is going to slow down anytime soon no it'll be fun it'll be fun uh congratulations yeah, that's Congratulations to Dominic Mysterio um, on your most improved award. Uh, I'm going to give you. <sighs> let's give you a. Uh, well, I'm going to let's let's go for uh, maybe a bit of a bigger one. Best champion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right, okay. because there's Mike. There's 72 championships across the <laughs> across the board, and it's hard to, you, you know, being the best champion could mean so many things. Defending your own championship, representing the championship as it's meant to be represented, you know, uh, like the sp- the spirit of the the open challenge nature of it. You're just kind of like, come on, guys, let's go, let's keep fighting. There's one person who keeps fighting. Best champion this year, Orange Cassidy, who continues yeah. to go on these these long. Like undefeated streaks of just he's 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 Mr. Rampage if he wants to be he's Mr. Dynamite if he wants to be a little bit of a weird blip there as <laughs> you know the the Moxley uh, um, the Moxley Phoenix blip yeah unfortunate but nothing 
I mean, nothing to do with him. It wasn't his fault. Well, it seemed to get it right back, and now we've just seen more of the exact same. Just that that week to week, he's defending it. He's on TV. He's uh, he's making it important, uh, just like he has this whole time. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead, make it unanimous. Orange Cassidy. Wow, Mike, we need we. This is too much. <laughs> We're two for two on this. Yeah, for all the reasons you said. I mean, the quality of matches he's putting on every week with the variety of opponents. Just you know, you count on him. Open the show. Go fifteen minutes. It'll Open the show or close match. the show. Or close the show, like he did at uh, uh, the pay per view with Moxley. Uh, yes, that was him, uh, man. All out. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. When this belt was first introduced, we were kind of like, okay, whatever. Another belt. Uh, but he single-handedly made this the number two belt in the company, at least when he held it. Like, mm-hmm. You know? So uh, kudos to Orange Cassidy. I'll give a quick shout-out as well to Gunther, his Intercontinental title reign. Uh, right up there as well. Quality of matches. Maybe not quite the volume. Uh, but quality. Same with MJF. MJF was a very close one as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Orange Cassidy, he's the winner. Wow. The unanimous winner. Like, yeah, can't wait to see. Roderick Strong, he's coming for it, though. He wants it. He's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Up next, let's do the promo of the year. Wow. You know, there's two parts to wrestling, really. There's the matches and there's the promos. And, uh... You know, one is just as important of the other. Good storyline, a good promo, builds up the match, builds up the hype even more, makes you care. Um, and yeah, you know, across the board, there was some good stuff, but I'm going all the way back. This was like January of last year. Oh my God. My promo of the year, the trial of Sami Zayn. That whole entire segment was just gripping drama. Uh, you know, the the evidence presented, the turns, Jey Uso standing up for Sammy at the last minute. I loved everything about it. Uh, so that's my promo of the year, the trial of Sammy. And there were so many components to it. It's almost like it was, it redefined what a promo could be. It was, it, this is no longer, this is an in-ring dramatic <laughs> play. Yeah. <laughs> It was like a 30-minute, yeah, exactly, stage <laughs> was, play, courtroom drama. Yeah, it was a court, it was a 12 Angry Men style courtroom drama. <laughs> That's it. Maybe, yeah, uh, possibly even redefining, redefining the word. Promo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it wasn't the old school promo where you're just talking to the crowd. This, mm-hmm. this was, yeah, this was a whole different presentation, but uh, yeah. Very perfectly executed. I love it. Wow. That's why it wins the shooty. Congratulations. Yeah, the, the Sami Zayn, the the entirety of the bloodline there, Roman, the Usos, uh, yeah. what an incredible. Everyone played their part in that. Even Paul Heyman is the, like the, uh, the prosecutor doing his thing. <laughs> it was there. Gosh, congratulations <laughs> um, to the bloodline there, Mike. Uh, like you said, you know, um, this, the, this, the, this promo was so full of compelling pieces from so many uh, different sides. But, you know, sometimes you just want a burger and fries. Sometimes you yeah. sometimes the the piece of the story that sticks with you is just the one the one performer, the one wrestler there in the ring speaking to the the, the crowd at home, speaking to your heart, speaking to the fans, speaking to the fans in his hometown. 
<laughs> Sami Zayn's promo in the SmackDown before the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> yeah. Might be a bit obscure. Was- it's hard to say if you can remember. Um, of course. I certainly don't have things uh, quoted here. Of course, this is when he came out to his... Um, whatever the uh, his 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 old theme, the his new Ole yeah, Ole theme, theme, the original theme. Yeah. Uh, so there are six minute standing ovation, I and remember. you know the Sammy Sammy and the you deserves it. Uh, yeah. I, I I swear, yeah, and the whole thing, and then he uh, of course finishes off the promo. Domain Swaz say say shame what tabernacle. Everyone just goes nuts. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it was a real heartfelt promo. Um, decades of work leading up to that match, literally leading up to that match. Um, you could say, yeah, one of the no, one of the hottest crowds of all time. You know, like I said, there was like a six-minute staying ovation before he even got a word out in that yeah. promo. And he, they could have gone for twenty minutes they, if he let them, but SmackDown had a time. <laughs> they, guys, yeah, Tony TK's not paying for the over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on this one. Wow! Congratulations. I guess Sami Zayn, in a way, kind of, uh, kind of won twice, kind of won b- both times there. Yeah, yeah. He's still two different. You know, it's like a band winning a Grammy for two different songs or whatever. You know. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> actually, you uh, two won two Grammys, like or like one for two different things. You know, in the same year, it wasn't like same album. It was two different albums, but in the same year. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? Congratulations to Sami Zayn, and let's move. Um, let's move on here. Let's move on here to our next category. I am going to bring you the work of the year. Hmm. Mm. Uh, you don't want to work yourself into a shoot. You don't want to shoot yourself into a work. I feel like we had some great nominees um, this year. Um, I, I would love to give a personal nomination to I was worked and to CM Punk is nice now. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple different works for CM. Punk. There's a couple different works for CM Punk, but Mike, I think the work of the year is one that I did not fall for at all. Mike, the entire uh, the entire wrestling world got worked. Y'all thought Roman was losing at Mania, my guys. My God, Mike, <laughs> if you were to go back into this show, I am, I I swear, oh gosh, I, I'm, I'm building up too much now. I never said Cody was going to win. <laughs> I've always been saying Roman's going to win. And uh, gosh, after that, that was a, it was a long match. We got 34 minutes of uh, of of one hell of a show. And the, the 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 shock in the crowd after that three count, but uh, <laughs> it put uh, it warmed my heart in a way. Congratulations, Roman, for work in the uh, the wrestling world. Yeah, I guess so. Uh... <laughs> what are you gonna say? You I, uh, you can't say you can't. You know it's tough. Everyone thought he was gonna lose. I didn't. Yeah. Um. All right. Before I give my work of the year, I'll give a quick one that I didn't fall for, mm-hmm. that a lot of people fell for. Honorable mention to uh, that 12-hour period where Saudi Arabia was buying the WWE. Oh, <laughs> <A couple> I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Like some guy's like tweet <laughs> started a fucking bombshell of something. Yeah, but 
I didn't fall for it. I said, no, Meltzer's not saying it. There's nobody big saying it. It's just some bullshit. But yeah, anyways, that's not my Twitter winner. accounts. <laughs> my work of the year goes to someone we talked about a minute ago. I don't necessarily agree with the man or like the man, but CM Punk. We thought there was 99.9 that he was not showing up at Survivor Series. And then he did. You know, they had the whole Randy Orton fake out to kind of swerve you. And then he showed up. And then you got Punk at the end anyways. Uh, so they worked a lot of people. Everyone was reporting that it wasn't happening. They're, they can't come to an agreement. And then there he was. CM Punk. Wow. So Just probably work. hours before. Yeah, whenever the deal came together. Uh, either way, a lot of people were fooled. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also we said the same thing. 99.9% is not going to happen. Yeah, but we did leave that room. I mean, I mean, never say never. Very few things. Exactly. You got to leave never. room in the wrestling world. For Unfortunately, you have to. <laughs> there we go, though. That's the work of the year. Well, congratulations to Roman, to Punk. Yeah. So let's jump on over to the best commentary of the year. Uh, our commentator, I guess, just mm -hmm. one person. Uh, you know, I feel like this is an award that gets tossed around. Uh, you know, we've had Michael Cole. We've had Excalibur. We've had, I think I even gave it to Samoa Joe when he was on commentary that one year. Uh, but anyways, this year I'm giving it to a man. Does a great job every time he's on there. Nigel McGuinness. He knows his stuff. He knows all the moves, but he's playing that heel character. He's funny. He's clever. He's always getting in little bickerments. And <laughs> bickerments? Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think I just created that word. I think you did. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, we loved him when he was on NXT as Percy or whatever his name mm -hmm. was. Uh, but, yeah, Nigel McGinnis, man, ever since he's been on Collision, it's, uh, I don't know, I love it. I love the work he does. Yeah, he's it's 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 also it feels good having just not uh, American sounding voices, you know, having people having accents on the show. Uh, yeah, he's got that personality. Exactly, it adds a little more person, and it just adds it changes just the way that the just turns a phrase, you know, uh, yeah. or a little word Some that slang. you would say, a little slang, you know, the yeah. trolley. <laughs> Oi, it's the trolley. <laughs> You know, know something. I've heard him say trolley. But you know, if he were to say trolley, like someone gets kicked in the nuts, like right in the Jacobs. <laughs> there we go. There you go. <laughs> uh, you got it. Congratulations to Nigel McGinnis. Um, I am. I'm going the other way. Michael Cole. Michael Cole, like yep. you said, uh, the consistency of it is. It's great because you want you want to like the 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 team on commentary just as much as the just the wrestlers in the ring. You know, you're getting to know them just as much as you're getting to know the people actually doing the action. Nothing's worse yeah. than somebody you know, or having to listen to the people you don't want to listen to. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, you know, it's same in any same in all sports. You know, I do not like. Yeah, totally. I, I hate if if there's a game if there's a basketball game with Reggie Miller. <laughs> I won't watch. Doris Burke is really hard to listen to. Um, yeah. Like pretty much, I it has to be. Um, it has to be Kevin Harlan. It, you know, it's like there's a very <laughs> small list. Give me Mark Jackson. You know, it's hard, and it it, it it is one of the hardest jobs in in you know in, in the entirety of the poll presentation. It means a lot. So to see um, 
you know, Nigel McGuinness, you know, make a second name for himself. Michael Cole, just the consistency in the industry. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, Michael Cole, he's, you know, he's almost at that Jim Ross legendary level now where everyone just respects him. And he had to suffer many years under Vince McMahon ever mm-hmm. since, you know, he's had the chains taken off with Triple H. And really, that whole Pat McAfee friendship of his helped him blossom, grow a whole new comedic side. And just, he's having fun out there. The kids having fun. Like I see videos posted of him reacting, reacting to things, and he's like jumping out of his chair. He's loving it. He's mm-hmm. having a great time. You know, it makes the matches more exciting for you if he's freaking out, even if it's about a wrestler you don't know or something. You're like, oh, this guy's a big deal because Michael Cole's hyping him up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, his word means something. Congratulations yeah. to Michael Cole. And Nigel McGuinness moving on here. Our next one, we're going with a big one here. We're going with the big one here, Mike. We're yeah. going with the best pay-per-view. Pay-per-view Woo. of the year. Yeah. Now, it seems like uh, we had a lot of big shows this year. WrestleMania was big. All In was big. Fucking Backlash mm-hmm. was big. Our, the uh, Money in the Bank was... We have, we're having these larger, huge, huge shows. We're not just randomly throwing out a No Mercy... With some, you know, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins main eventing. Yeah. You know, like, these shows have a lot of gravitas behind it. Yeah, and now that, you know, AEW is adding three or four new pay-per-views, and half of the WWE pay-per-views are international, so you get those rowdy crowds that are super hot. Different uh, crowds, like UK, you know. the Puerto Rican, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the best pay-per-view of the year award is, like I said, just has to be on 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 that big scale. It has to be grand. It has to be huge. And God damn it, I had to be there. Forbidden Door, <laughs> 2023. There's currently going to be some uh, some bias for sure. It's hard to remove, um, you know, the physical presence of being there from the actual things that have happened. Of course, I've rewatched. Uh, most of the match, I think, by now, or I've, I've at least rewatched a bunch and then at least seen enough clips of the rest to be reminded mm-hmm. of what it was like to be there. Mike, you and I were both there. Uh, just everything to say, yeah, everything we can, everything we can say to see Kenny Omega, to see Pazuchu Okada, to see Brian Danielson, <laughs> to see the final countdown. Um, the return. The return of the final countdown to boo CM yeah. Punk. Uh, just <laughs> everything all together all at once. Forbidden Door 2023. You're the best pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, it was a great time. One of the most fun times I've ever had at a wrestling show. Mm -hmm. Certainly the best match I've ever seen live that many people have ever seen live. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, there was only one five-star match on that show for my books. (laughs) Whereas another pay-per-view had three five-star matches. uh, Because I got to count both nights. I'm giving it to WrestleMania 39. Wow. Even despite Cody Rose losing in the main event, this <laughs> this award was already already won. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea, one of the best women's matches of all time. Uh, the Usos versus Sammy and KO. Great main event. First tag team title main event in WrestleMania history. And then on night two, we had the amazing triple threat with Gunther, Sheamus, Drew. Uh, and then even the other matches. There was a lot of fun matches. The tag team showcase. Uh, we had a Hell in a Cell match. Don't forget Shane McMahon tearing his ACL. 
You can't forget that. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, uh, for all of its own reasons. Yeah, that was a fun moment. Uh, but yeah, I think fun WrestleMania 39 moments. is 39. It's it's one of the best WrestleManias of all time in my books. A yeah. top three WrestleMania. Uh, and you know, the first of the Triple H era. This he put it on the. I mean, he's. If we get these every year, we're sitting pretty. The two nights has been perfect every year they've done it. You don't have to sit through seven and a half hours. You get two nice little four-hour chunks. Well, that's the thing. It's still, you, you, can still, you can still make it like 16 matches. I feel like they were doing – I feel like WrestleMania 35 was like 16 matches but on one day. Yeah. It was too much. You know, WrestleMania, people are traveling. They're already there for the weekend anyway, so who cares? Split it up. Uh, but the bar is set. WrestleMania 40. It's got some big, uh, big shoes to fill this year. So, <clears throat> yeah, and it's yeah, it's, and I think it's pretty much safe to say, like you see, yeah, the the two night format. I think we probably said it last year, but the two night format's here to stay. Yeah, there's no going back. There's no going back <clears throat> now. It's too much money. <laughs> oh, All right, congratulations. Yes. Next up, let's go with the best abandoned storyline. Wow, love it. Which is. It's quite often a hard one because sometimes you forget because and it's that's been part of it. Get it? You forget you're, you for you forgetting it is part of uh, the hard the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll give one honorable mention because I think this is something that every single person forgot, but it's not nearly good enough to win the shooty. But uh, remember that one week when Lil Bow Wow showed up in AEW, and he was <laughs> in no. a storyline with like no exactly nobody remembers. But Lil Bow Wow was there, and they were teasing like he was going to show up for something. Really? I, f- I do not. When when was this? Like, uh, like early? Like, like, okay, spring? I don't remember yeah. this at all. I feel like it was Jade Cargill. Something yeah, okay, her. he came out with Jade Cargill. Okay, this might be ringing there a bell. There was something. Yeah. That's too funny. But anyways, anyways, let's not dwell on that. Yeah. That's not my winner. Uh, my best abandoned storyline this year. It's... Uh, I mean, the only reason I remembered it is because it's such a big story, such a big deal. I'm talking about Uncle Howdy. And, hmm. I mean, what what was to be with him? Brim and Bray Wyatt, they were doing their thing. All the rumors were that Bo Dallas was playing Uncle Howdy. And before we ever really got to find out, I mean, obviously he was gone for a long time and then he passed away. So we'll never know now. But uh, there was certainly intrigue. The crowd still popped every time Bray came out. And- yeah, did we? Was uh, yeah. there ever uh, <clears throat> any kind of answer to that? As in, like, um, what was 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 that true? Was Bo Dallas actually supposed to be him, or? I think it's been confirmed that he was the one under the mask. Uh, whether they would have revealed him or not, like we'll he was the know. one performing as Uncle Howdy. Yeah, he yeah. was the one that was out there okay. during that Mountain Dew match when he pushed him off the top <laughs> right. of the thing. The Mountain Dew, but, pitch black match. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with the match itself, we all, you know, the less said the better. But mm-hmm. Uncle Howdy, uh, we'll never know. We'll never fully know what was going to happen. No, we never will. Damn. Well, congratulations to uh, to Uncle Howdy there. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably never see. Uh, anyways, I am giving my favorite band and storyline to uh, maybe not even a storyline, but a series of segments which ended far too early. And by too early, I mean like after two weeks, Mike, I was a huge fan of QTV. 
<laughs> on AEW, it was uh, QT Marshall. Um, what's the uh, what's her name? Uh, Harley Cameron. Isn't it the girl. Yeah, I was gonna say the girl. Yeah, she's doing other shit now. Uh, and Stop then like Hobbsville, uh, Aaron Solo's vote, but it was it was the TMZ setup, but they were talking about the wrestlers instead, and I fucking yeah. loved it. But then it. <laughs> Like within a week's time, it was. It felt like it was a conduit to set up this like thing for Hobbs and QT Marshall. So like after a week, they just all their like in stories, whatever, where was on QT, I uh, was on Hobbs, and then whatever happened. But uh, fuck, I loved it. I thought it was so fun. They did the whole like <laughs> like he was Harvey Levin. They all had their cups well, that they had. That makes one of us. I I loved. It. I I thought it was should have totally stayed. And whatever happened, happened. So, I don't know. But QTV. Now QT's gone. He's gone. He's, he's like, gone, but he's got a shooty. So. <laughs> I guess so. Can't never take that away from him. Yeah, Can't take that away, son. <laughs> Congratulations right. to both uh, QTV and to um, uh, Uncle Hardy. Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy. I said Hardy. <laughs> Uh, let's move ourselves over on to a big one here. We got the best turn. Ooh. Yeah, best turn. Uh, we know what that is, right? It's it's it is that moment where um, you know you you switch the crowd's reaction. It is the or it, it's the moment where you as 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 a wrestler realize your true calling, and sometimes that calling is uh, for for good, and sometimes it's for evil. You know, sometimes. Yeah. Um, it could just be realizing that the life that you're living isn't the you know isn't the best version of your life, and uh, you need to stand up for yourself, stand up for what's right, stand up for friendship. Sami Zayn turning on <laughs> Roman Reigns with that big chair in the back at the Royal Rumble, um, huge moments that we got in like six minutes of post-match <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the, the drama. The drama. Kevin Owens is handcuffed to the middle ropes there. And, you know, the way Roman turns his back. Roman loves turning his back on guys with chairs. <laughs> and he got slapped. And then, of course, Sammy gets super kicked by uh, Jimmy, I think. Or one, one of them. He gets super kicked by one of them. But... Uh, gosh, what a moment that was for that Royal Rumble crowd. Like you said, the big shows, the juice shows. Uh, last year's Royal Rumble was one of, I think I saw four Royal Rumbles where the, uh, the match itself was not the main event, you know? So I think that also, that also <coughs> speaks to the, the size and the gravity of the situation. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. For me this year, it was all about the face turns. I think the last couple of years, like I gave it to Dominic, I gave it to Rowan for the heel turns, but this year was the year of the face. Uh, a couple honorable mentions. L.A. Knight, I mean, that face turn. It was you had to do it. It was, was seamless, so and cheap. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another one, MJF, that face turn. I mean, he's one of the most over guys in the company, and mm -hmm. he finally embraced the fans. But no, oh, the winner, I gotta do. The same as you, Sami Zayn, that Royal Rumble moment, that chair, when that chair hits Roman's back, one of the biggest pops of all time even, certainly yeah. of this generation. Uh, yeah, the drama, the builds, 
He was holding. He was hesitating. He looked like he wasn't going to do it. And then at the last second, he did. Everyone wanted to see it. Sami Zayn, winner of the face or turn of the year. Wow. And, you know, and like like we said, you know, remembering that there was so much wrestling action before the summer. You know, Sami Zayn now, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is his third award, I think, of the night. Uh, yeah, already. And mm-hmm. a long way to go still. Yep. Uh, so let's go into our next category, the best finishing move. Wow. Uh, I mean, technically, I could we could just call it the best wrestling move if you didn't if there's a certain move you like better. But I mean, uh, I guess you know, I, hey, if you, if, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, even the running bulldog is a uh, is a finishing move. That's <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> but uh, or the blue thunder bomb or any of those. Yeah. Things. No, it's normally you know the finishers. Those are the big hits, the greatest hits. You know, you go to a concert, you want to see those hits. Uh, so I got to give it to her. You know, it's right there in the name. The prettiest moonsault ever. Always love a good moonsault, but I've never seen one better than Tiffany Stratton's version. It truly is the prettiest moonsault ever. The, the prettiest moonsault ever. Uh, what, what's it about? Is it is it the height? Or is it it's the, just everything. The, the way so the body perfect. flows. I mean, she does like the little... She, she does like a triple, like jump off the second rope, jump off the top rope. Perfect execution, the arc, the spin, the angle. Uh, I mean, she's a gymnast, so it makes sense. But I've never seen a better moonsault than I may never again. So. <laughs> and I may never again. Uh, congratulations. Um, congratulations, Tiffany Stratton. You're, you're Frey, your first ever shooty, I believe. Uh, maybe. She might have won Rookie of the Year for me. I can't quite remember. But she's not a rookie this year. So. Not a rookie this year. Not a rookie this year. Uh, no. No. This, that is her first shooty ever. First shooty period? Well, yeah. there you go. The new, the nerds, check the records. Congratulations, Jimmy Stratton, with your um, prettiest moonsault. Like you said, Mike, yeah, it doesn't have, maybe it doesn't, even have, it doesn't even have to be a finishing maneuver. It can, it can be just your favorite move. Because, right, you said, like you said, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, have a lot of things the same. I think, you know, between Cody, Seth, and Edge is all they're all doing the pedigree. We're all doing the crossroads. <laughs> some people are doing yeah. things, you know. Some people do it better than others. Hey, some people will just flat out steal somebody else's maneuver <laughs> just in the middle of the match. You know, sometimes yeah. somebody will just steal somebody else's maneuver yeah. in the middle of the match, hoping that is it is the pinning combination to help them win. But it never works because only one person can pull <laughs> off the one winged angel and actually get the win. Um, <laughs> the one winged angel. It's just, it's just, it's just the, it's the definition of victory. If your name's Kenny Omega. I watched a, there's a good, uh, like, 12-minute compilation of him kicking out of other people doing the one wing angel. For, for decades, he's been doing this, he's been doing this spot for decades. Um, yeah. Love it, love it uh, so much. Yeah, it is, it is so, it's so devastating when hit right, and there's only one guy who can do it. Uh, and Kenny Omega with the one wing angel. There you go. Kenny Omega. Good stuff. Uh, did you did you pick that one? Or is that one me? Yeah, I picked that one. Fantastic. So let's move on to the feud of the year. 
you know, Roman's uh, Roman was our champion over there. His feuds really spanned over a bunch of people over this year, of course, of this year. You know, between Kevin Owens, between Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. You know, it's, it's really it was really tough to really kind of pin him down. But if I think of uh, so I want to think of a few of the year. I want to think about both these guys. This is what they were doing. You know, mm-hmm. this is this. These are the, the the this is the fights that they were having. I think the feud of the year, Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Uh, an interesting uh, <laughs> combination of styles, I think too. You know, uh, both young dudes, uh, quick strong um yep. savage as all bloody hell the two of them are <laughs> they can one up themselves while continuing to one up themselves we've only seen two parts yeah we but, might uh, even see the third we might see the third but uh gosh simple. you know what it really occupied that second half of the year for me Loved it. I loved everything they're doing individually and together. Hangman, Adam Page, Swerve Strickland. Yeah. No, it's it's been a great feud and one that uh, we haven't seen the last of yet. Or, mm-hmm. you know, could be many years to come. That that death match is legendary already. So, I mean, that put them right up there. Yeah, with some of the best. Uh, but, yeah, I'll go back further in the year. It was the hottest angle in wrestling. Some saying... One of the hottest angles of all time. Wow. Uh, I know it's had its ups and downs, but if we want to focus on a specific part of the feud, you got to go the bloodline versus Sami Zayn. You know, we already talked about the turn, the pop, the promo, everything leading up to the Montreal Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and then, you know, continuing the feud with the Usos at WrestleMania, just everything, Sami and the bloodline. Uh, Yeah, I mean... It was just great television every single week. Mm-hmm. Tuning in to see and record numbers. They can always go back to. Yeah, you think they will? Will Sammy and Roman ever share the ring again and shake hands? <laughs> At some point, I mean, they have to. Sammy, Sammy's got to be a world champion within the next year or two with with how much he did for this company and that whole storyline, and mm-hmm. you know, making Roman look even more of a badass. Yeah, we'd hope so. so. Shit, I hope so. Yeah, so Bloodline versus Sami Zayn. Wow, it includes more than just Roman, but that's my favorite. Yeah, Sami Zayn really making his mark on this year's uh, shooties. Yeah, I mean a hell of a year he's had this year and last. So mm-hmm. good Canadian guy. Uh, that was uh, I think that was me. So I think it's you. All right, my pick. Let's do the. Uh, favorite theme music okay you know an integral part of every single wrestler some i mean there's some some songs i just listen to on their own they're so good some of these i mean some of them are real songs like (laughs) uh, the elites and chris jericho's you know a couple others but Mm -hmm. anyways uh you know a good entrance theme has that one big hook at the beginning so within the first two seconds, you know exactly what's happening. Yep. And uh, for my favorite entrance music this year, the hook is the man's name when you hear L.A. Knight. Yeah. You know, it's unique. It's electronic, synthesized, always fun. And 
You know, it's just not a generic guitar rock song. I like that about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not just. Exactly. And you only need to hear it for like 30 seconds anyways, because then he just comes out and goes, let me talk to you. Cut the music. So, yeah, L.A. Night. You're my favorite song this year. Yeah, I love what you what you brought up right there um, with the uh, the first the first two seconds. That's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the glass breaking that matters. The what the rest yeah. of it is is an inconsequential. It's the it is the uh, the like the car screeching crash. That's the important part. I don't give a shit about the rest of it. Um, L yeah. A exactly. Night. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, congratulations to L.A. Knight and whatever his song is called. L.A. Knight theme. We will get to it. Um, you know, staying in that same vein, something you have to know, you want to know right off the bat, because, right, you are right, sometimes with some of these guitar licks or something, like, wait, what's, hap- what's happening here? I need, I need to look at the graphic to actually see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um... I think uh, my... Like, can you tell me Wardlow's theme off the top of your head? I couldn't hum it to you. Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It but... could be that. We don't know. It could I... be that. <laughs> I'd remember it. Uh, <laughs> my award, um, my shooty for best theme music goes to um, a man with a great song and nothing feels better than re- than having a a loved a possession a loved possession returned to you Sami Zayn and worlds apart um <laughs> yeah it's so. uh you know the the crowd loves to sing it and now that the crowd gets to sing it again they are ecstatic they get to do the to get to we get olays we get whoa 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 woes um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fan interaction is always a big bonus yes uh, you know, Cody with the woe and uh, Judas with that whole thing. Who else has a woe? Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys got a woe. I mean, Seth Rollins is just the whole woe. Whoa. Whoa. Congratulations <laughs> to Sami Zayn uh, and LA Knight with LA Knight theme, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> I'm going to feel, I feel like it's called Knights in LA. <laughs> <It's possible. laughs> yeah, that was an audible <laughs> boof. Well, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. I'm not writing this. I'm trying my best here. You did write that name. Well, I wrote that one, but I'm not like a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Just busting your chops. Thanks. Uh, fantastic. Let's move on here. That was best theme music. Um, so let's bring you, uh, let's bring you the rookie of the year. All right. The rookie of the year, somebody who um, traditionally um, these yeah. have been big. We, we don't have a strict definition. You can be wrestling for like a year and a half. And, that is uh, true. Eddie Kingston is a just, Eddie Kingston is a former winner of the rookie of the yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, it's more like mainstream because that's when he wrestling. came into the scene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give uh, Rookie of the Year to somebody who I think it kind of embodies all of those things that a rookie is. Um, starting from a, a, a man in the background to a man in the forefront to the big matches, to the big opportunities, Trick Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not just the guy who stands behind Carmelo Hayes. He's not. 
No. He is so much more. Mm-hmm. And on had that 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 finish at deadline, which was so much fun. The best possible finish for that <laughs> match. Yeah. The next deadlines will have to beat that finish, unfortunately. Um, but really showing us that he's a guy who's here to play and um, you know, hoping to really make a splash for next year's shooties, Trick Williams. Yeah. I mean, like I just said, we don't really have definitions of rookies mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> quite here. You can certainly count him. I didn't quite, I didn't even really think of him this year cause just because he's been so good, so prominent. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give my rookie of the year to someone we've seen blossom, grow, completely develop a new side to their character. I'm talking about Sky Blue. You know, at first she was just kind of a generic, happy to be there, baby face, but mm-hmm. then ever since she got misted, she got the new look, the little makeup under her eyes. She started acting dark and evil. Now she's paired with Julia Hart, two of the youngest, brightest stars in the women's division in AEW. So can't wait to see what the future holds for Sky Blue. And like you said, yeah, Sky Blue somebody who's like, she's she's she was on dark. That's how long she's been in this game. <laughs> yeah. Dark so, at Daly's uh, place. The old days. The old Daly's place, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's how long we've been going. Yeah, so that's my rook of yeah. the year. Congratulations, Trick Williams, Sky Blue. Hopefully make yourselves onto a uh, most improved next year. See, that's the next step. You go from rookie to most improved. That has to be the the goal. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly a logical step. Mm-hmm. And then breakout star after that, and then, you know, who knows from there. Exactly. But uh, anyways, let's go with the faction of the year uh you know we got a lot of factions these days across every brand and and they're sprouting up they're sprouting up more of them every week (laughs) yeah you know it's always kind of fun to see who's going to join the group who's going to leave all that kind of fun stuff Mm -hmm. uh but the top faction the one that dominated every week judgment day got to give it to them you know, individually, they've all had their... Dominic was the North American champ. Rhea's been the women's champ. Damian won the Money in the Bank. Uh, Finn Balor lost a bunch of matches, but he also won the tag titles for a bit. So, everyone's had success. They've all main-evented shows here and there. And uh, I guess J.D. McDonough, they even gained a member in him. And R-Truth on the outside still trying to get in. But uh, Judgment Day still got some steam, so I'm giving them the award. Congratulations to the Judgment Day. Like you said, you know, I think with the uh, with the dismemberment of the bloodline, you know, the story was great going into it, but you know, they 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 were a faction who fell apart. Yeah, you know, this was they a were certainly they were my runner up here still, mm-hmm. or at least in the running. But the second half of the year, really, I mean, Roman wasn't even there, so it was just Solo and Jimmy, and exactly that was it. So yeah, <laughs> you know, they're maybe not. You know, it's it's tough to. Uh, include those guys because they did fall apart um and like yeah. you said you know it's uh, i think this is going to be a big year for factions coming up um mm-hmm. you know with the undisputed kingdom with the action over on smackdown so this year's faction of the year it's going to be unanimous the judgment day everyone's just dominating all their uh all their kind of stuff that's pretty much it that's pretty much it uh three years in a row unanimous the bloodline faction of the year as uh yeah as faction of the year yeah unanimous three times uh three years straight well that uh, tells you something for a real reason yeah yeah 
congratulations to all the members of the Judgment Day, and who knows, maybe future members that might pop up. Here we got one here. I mean, for yeah, Edge, former leader, he's gone. He's in a whole nother company now. Exactly. He's, he's not even called. History. He's not even called Edge anymore. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I got one here for you. Uh, this is the award for least over. Ooh. Yeah. Now this one's hard because remember, <laughs> the like booby prize. The booby prize. Remember, Dom. Because remember, Dominic is over. Right. He does yeah. not count. Like he, I, yeah. No negativity is still over. Loud booze is still Dominic over. is one of the most over people in the company, if you're looking at, which we will examine later on. Uh, you know, there is a separate category. We got to get this one out of the way, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to give least over to somebody, just uh, just a guy, just because, um, you know, he does get booze anywhere he goes. Or I, mean, I feel like most place he goes, he's going to get some booze. I'm going to say he probably does have a pretty hard job and he's probably in over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I know you, 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 you like to boo when the man comes to town. Uh, Tony Khan, I think you're the least over person <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's had a rough year and a half. He's had a rough since. year. Um, he's trying his best. He's in over his head. Uh, we're watching it. So he's doing something right. Um, yeah, but, uh, and he's yeah. just so awkward too. Like. He's not a natural. Because Vince is a natural talker. performer. You yeah. Know, do, by doing H, commentary, doing you know, doing commentary for decades, you know, before running the show, Vince <laughs> knows how to talk. Tony doesn't know how to talk. He just knows how to drink coffee. Yeah, among other things. They're all doing uh, cocaine, Mike. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? Oh, yeah. All your favorite athletes and movies. They're stars. all on steroids, and I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah, I don't care. Uh, Tony Khan, though, great choice, certainly. Uh, although I did say I forgave him a little bit for having the balls to fire CM Punk. That, but, yeah, uh, that, that, still... that, that is probably one of the hardest business decisions, you know, a seasoned businessman has ever tried to make. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't hate the man. He brought us AEW and all of that. But, yeah, certainly he's, he's a weird fellow and he makes some weird decisions. So. Oh, yeah. But anyways, my choice, uh, I've kind of had a tradition every time I do this award. I don't give it to a specific person, as you think I might. I gave it to the Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch two years ago. And then last year, I gave it to Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Mm -hmm. uh, Because it's just for me personally, what was the least over thing uh, for the year? And for me this year, the least over thing, every time... Cody Rhodes comes out to the ring, and he says, so, what do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> that one line, that one phrase, that is my least over, most hated thing in all of wrestling. You know, you can say it once, maybe twice, it's cute. Like, you make your big return at WrestleMania, haha, okay. You turn heel, okay, haha. But every other week, fuck off. It's so dumb. It's so played out. It's not clever. It's not so. Catchy. What is it? So uh, yeah, I I do agree. <laughs> we do mock him saying that on the show. But for some reason, and I would love, I'd love maybe. What do you think? I like who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby. I like that. Is it? That's because, what he's trying to make out of it. But it's like, but it, but it, it well, doesn't well, make sense. Is Adam Cole doing it the right way? Is he doing it seldomly? Is he doing it only on big moments? Uh, yeah. Like, Cody says it. Like, when you say, so what do you guys want to talk about? It's normally, 
You know, if there's it, like a big elephant in the room, you're yeah, just you're saying it like tongue in but... cheek, like like a little yeah. cheeky boy who's like, "What do you want to talk about? I didn't eat any cookies." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when you're saying it every week and there's no context, you're just like, "What? You tell me, man. You're out here. You got the microphone. Don't ask me. I don't know what you want to talk about." You're so. right. You're yeah. It's like know. yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> what are you here? We're cheering for you, apparently. Yeah. So my award, it's not going to Cody Rhodes himself. It's going to his phrase. It's going to what do you want to talk about? about? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's my least over thing in all of wrestling. Uh, Congratulations. Tony Khan and uh, what do you want to talk about? Congratulations. (laughs) So let's just jump right over to the other category, the most over. Give you a little back-to-back. This one I will give to a wrestler. Because I think, yeah, it's easier to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm normally a positive guy. I try to stay positive, look on the positive side of things. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to do give it to the very man I just mentioned, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you know, is that an eye for an eye? <laughs> kind of a peck for a peck, if you will. Um, but yeah, you know, every week he goes out there, he's getting the biggest. Babyface reaction, the crowd singing his song. Not just the woe now. He's gotten so over that they're singing the verses. They know the rest of the words. Yeah. So, uh, you know, most over. It doesn't even mean it's my favorite wrestler. Or my, I don't know. This is just the guy that I see being the most over. Uh, so I'm giving it to Cody Rhodes. Gosh, yeah, you're so right. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's the person who gets that massive level of cheers. Um Every time. It's almost like, you know, if you're just using like a sound, like an SPL for us, you know, to ch- check out the decibels on the crowd reaction. The the Cody crowd reaction <laughs> is going to be bigger. It's just yeah. going to be bigger. Um, but, Mike, with this one, uh, I, I had to stay away from Cody Rhodes on this one. Although, nominee. That's fine. I had like six Ma- names listed. Yeah, there were a lot of great names, and I think there's probably yeah, there's probably yeah, like we said, five or six who on any given day can be slotted into this one position. Um, but uh, I have to give most over to Sami Zayn. I just have to. Yeah, I have to, I and right I think he was Cody. he's right there on the list. Exactly, these guys are. So many people here, um, yeah, like we said, any given week are the do, is the, any given fucking market you go into. It, like, you, you know, you have those weird shows where you go to some weird city and for some reason this dude is fucking popping off. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it, it can change. It can change every single week, <clears throat> every single day. Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, two of the most over guys on the planet right now. I hope, well, I hope at least one of them wins a Mania match. <laughs> and I won't tell you which one I hope. Yeah. I mean, both of them should be world champions within the next year or so. Now let's hope. I let's mean, hope. One of them should be world champion at the next WrestleMania. But... One of them could be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's move ourselves <laughs> on over here to the best gimmick. Um, which uh, previously we had a we had a previous award here on the Shoot Brothers uh, best character, which we've kind of, we've kind of amalgamated the two. Yeah. I think you know because it, we, it was only one year and it was the Fiend that we both agreed, and then we're like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> like, it was kind of a yeah. the Fiend is kind of, you know it's a, the Fiend is a gimmick, you know, and uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. not just care. You know, we can we can amalgamate those two things. Yeah, uh, exactly. This year, I am giving the shooty for um, best gimmick to uh, Timeless Tony Storm. And there was something mm-hmm. about Mike. I think there was something about this gimmick since we saw it from the beginning. It's different. It's fun. Let's go with it. And guess what? They did it the next week. Like, thank God they did it because I liked it and it's fun. I hope they do it next week. And guess what? They did it again, even just staying consistent to a gimmick. Anna Jay's career could have been entirely different if they stayed, if they went with the gimmick week to week. You never know. You never know. Uh, but Timeless Tony Storm is doing incredible things and building Mariah May out of this too. Like, there's kind of like a, this yeah. uh, sidekick gimmick who's uh, who's coming up because of it in a, in a position where the women's division's about to pop off here in AEW. I'm calling it. Uh, Timeless I mean, Tony even Storm. Luther. Luther, I never gave a single shit about him, but now that he's got this butler character, I'm like, hell yeah, bring him on. Bring out Luther. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see you wrestle, but just be there. No, just be there, you know, wear yep. your little tux. <laughs> Look dapper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this one, I mean, it's down to two people for me. One of them you just said. Yeah, Tony probably. Storm. Probably. Right up there, but you know, I'll give it to the edge, the person who's been doing the gimmick a little bit longer. Uh, we talked about him earlier. I'm talking about Prison Dom, Dirty Dom. You know, the heel turn started, but it was when he got arrested and turned into a felon, turned into a Prison Dom, that he really took over and established himself. And uh, Yeah, you know, he's been the top heel in the company ever since. So, Dirty Dom, that's wow. my best gimmick. It's so funny because I feel like that. I feel like the gimmick is... I feel like the Dominic Mysterio gimmick is like, you went to... You went to jail, but you're still a pussy. <laughs> like that's the yeah. like that's the he was joke. like in the drunk tank, the equivalent, and he yeah, you like went he to the drunk tank, and now but and you're still a pussy. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like the joke on him the whole time is that he's like still yeah. a still a little wuss. <laughs> yeah, and he started doing the teardrop under his eye and all well, that. That's that's and, just looks good, you know. Yeah, but timeless Tony was right there, like a mm-hmm. half point away. And then coming in third, I'll give the bronze medal to Roderick Strong for his whole crippled neck strong completely, yeah, completely reinvented himself and made him a bit of a yeah, honestly, yeah, a bit of a crowd favorite. The neck brace and the mustache did wonders for his career. Uh, I'm glad he kept the mustache too. I don't know if you saw any of the new renders, Uh, like like with like as like the undisputed kingdom photos. (laughs) He kept the mustache. Uh, So okay, that's good. Uh, congratulations. Uh, congratulations to Dom. Wow, just raking them in here. Um, and timeless Tony Storm. Mike, we should take a quick break. Yeah, I think we're about halfway, we're about halfway through. So, so. Quick break. We'll yeah, come back uh, with all the second half of the awards. The um, the stars are here. Don't 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 <laughs> don't go anywhere. Uh, and a quick word from your sponsors. Back here with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. The shooties are here and moving on. We are probably just about halfway through the mic. And you did the math. What did you? What did you say? Thirty-five. Thirty-five total. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So we still got a little ways to go. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll, well jump right in then. Yeah, well here, we'll, yeah, we'll jump in right here. Uh, the way that we kind of uh, we we've been kicking off the second half of these shooties episodes always uh, by recapping what is our wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. This is our Spotify year-end type of. This is the Spotify. This is the Spotify wrapped style um, Mm -hmm. uh, project. So Mike, companies doing now that everyone's doing exactly. Uh, So Mike, this year you had um, twenty nine different wrestlers as wrestler of the year. Of course, you know sometimes uh, you know some factions are going to be in there like. uh, the elite and things like that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes some tag teams mm-hmm. make it. Um, so lots of uh, one timers. You have three mem- th- uh, three performers in the two timers clubs. Those are Gunther, Dragon Lee, and Ilya Dragonoff. Yeah. Um, well, but um, your uh, you gave two per- particular wrestlers four separate wrestler of the weeks. Both. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'll let you guess. guys. Yeah. Guess. Go for it. <laughs> I think one of them has to be MJF. One of them is uh, MJF. You gave it to him four times. Yeah. And the other one, I'm going to go with good old Brian Danielson. Danielson, no. I think, uh, oh. I don't think you gave Danielson Wrestler of the Week once this year, actually. Really? Take yeah, it. I'm looking through your list. Yeah. Okay. You didn't so give it to him once. One? The other one, well, four times. I'm surprised you didn't think it. EO Sky. Oh, EO. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking of it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's you know, it's hard. It's hard. No, um, former wrestler of the year for me, EO Sky. I think, yeah, I think uh, MJF as well. So yeah, very good company. And very honestly, in the contention again this year, both of them, quite Absolutely. frankly. Absolutely. Um, for myself, I had twenty-eight different wrestler of the weeks. Um, <laughs> including uh, my in my two timers club, we had Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Brody King, and EO Sky. Yeah. I had uh, one member of the Three Timers Club, and that was Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. But my winner uh, for the entire year in the exclusive, um, and when I say exclusive, I do mean we've never seen this on the show before, a five-time wrestler of the week. Mm. Fours. We've seen fours. Mm. We've never seen fives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJ. <laughs> F. Um, wow, I can't. I can't. You know, and but you look at the you look at the man's year, and I mean, you look at yeah, you look at some of these performers and think, why was MJF not wrestling week every single week? I mean, yeah, it's almost surprising that five is even the highest number when yeah, you know, we get almost fifty weeks a year, roughly. Give yeah, or take a week or two. Five, five's the highest we've ever had. Um, in one year, you had Danielson and Bianca Belair both as four-time champs. Uh, and then this year you had MJF and Neo Sky as four timers. Um, all right, but you know uh, we had a, g- a good, great history. variety of performers all across. But hey, you know the record, the record books are kept for a reason. Yeah, no, I mean the fact that over fifty percent of them are different from week to week, like you know twenty eight, twenty nine out of fifty. You know, it's a good variety. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff here. Love seeing it. Uh, but anyways, that's uh, that's the rest of the week um, info, and we'll continue on um, now into our six, sixth year of this. So. Right. <laughs> so who's next? Am, so, am I am I bringing you the next award? I think I'm picking the next one Fantastic. here. Fantastic. So let's go to the spot of the year. I mean, you know, that's these are the moments we live for in wrestling, <laughs> folks. The these highlights. are the moments we live for. <laughs> the crazy shit, the stuff that goes viral, the clips you can send to someone who doesn't even watch wrestling, and they'll be like, "Holy shit!" Uh, that you you so. can't just make up, or like if you at the, at the beginning of the wrestling year went through all the things you think you were going to see. Nobody would ever pick Brock Lesnar <laughs> picking up a ring with a tractor. No one would ever have guessed that could ever have happened. Yeah. I mean, we both <laughs> gave that the win last year just for the pure craziness. The Never seen something <laughs> like that and maybe never again. Uh, so that's what I went with again this year. Something I'd never seen before. And just completely shocked me. Came out of nowhere, unexpected. Uh, over on AEW in the middle of a match. Matt Jackson comes out, super kicks John Moxley, and his boot just explodes in his face. And I was like, what the fuck? An exploding super kick. The effect was great. That entire super kick was better than the exploding barbed wire death match in its entirety right there. <laughs> One kick. That entire Overdid kick. the whole match for me. Yeah. So the exploding super kick from Matt Jackson, that was my favorite spot of the year. Wow. <clears throat> um... Yeah, like you said, the surprise factor of it, and maybe we we may, no maybe nobody saw him, uh, you know, juice up that uh, that boot or whatever it was, uh, <laughs> as it were. It worked, you know, but hey, he Mike, you know, was... I I do I do have to uh, I do I do have to stop you in tracks right there because this was not on just some episode of Eight W. <laughs> this was Anarchy in the Arena, the main event of Double uh, or Nothing this past May. Yeah, your uh, the the Four Pillars match was not the main event. In fact, it was the Anarchy in the Arena match. You might be asking me, Karen, like, why do you specifically know that this was when it <laughs> happened? Why do you well, know I'm it sure was the Anarchy in the Arena match at Double or Nothing? That is because it is a unanimous spot of the year. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're right. It was so. I'm glad you wrote down all the details. I just had the spot. I yeah. Of I course, I'm, you know, so, you know, as I'm going through these things, I'm being sure to uh, you know kind of keep track of when these things happen because they can be important uh, for the history books. Because it was the Blackpool yeah. Combat Club taking on the elites. John Moxley, the guy to take that fucking spot. <laughs> uh, you knew he wanted it too. Maybe out of maybe an element of oh, redemption yeah. for that exploding death. That exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah, exactly. And if anyone's way, willing to take it, it's it, it, it went up in the air. It was so cool. Uh, I would. Yeah, uh, this this was one though that I had a very uh, that I had a very difficult um, two two. So I think my immediate follow up, my immediate runner up to this was uh, Kenny Omega taking the Tiger Driver ninety eight directly 91 91 sorry right the, yeah. the the lower it is the worse it is i forgot <laughs> no i only know because i have it written down as well that was okay okay yeah just but that was almost from yeah. a different 
a just like a completely like, different reason that this this was yeah. a, this was the spectacle that was the how the fuck did he do that kind of thing the magician yeah, that one made you gasp the magician's Gasps. secret yeah yeah it was insane just landing right on your head we saw that one live we all gasped everyone just kind of put their hands on their head like ooh yeah but, <laughs> we start uh, holding the back of our necks as if uh exactly you can feel it <laughs> as if it's us it. it's happening to us uh yeah, one more runner-up. I'll mm. give it to another unique spot, also involving John Moxley, of course. Uh, when Penta pulls out the wooden skewers and just stabs oh, him in his head. Oh, uh, and they, all in. <laughs> yeah, and then they bloom like an onion when he like unties them. <laughs> like a blooming onion. Crazy shit. A blooming onion. That's what his head looked like. Uh, so, runner-ups there, but the winner, Matt Jackson, John Moxley for that exploding. Barbed wire or wow. super kick. Congratulations. Congratulations to the two of them. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Let's move ourselves on through here to uh let's uh let's knock out some of these other categories here. Ooh, I love this one. I love the pop of the year. Yeah. I love it's a big one. the pop of the year. Yeah, this is a big this is a big uh and it can be and you know, it can be so much. Uh, it can be the betrayal in, in the Sami Zayn style. It can be the a, a, a triumph after after those three um, after you know after the bell is heard. It can be a return of some kind. It can be a, a kickout. It can be so 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 many things. Is one yep. thing I love about the pop of the year. This is the most fun to go back to and try to remember. <laughs> because you're if if you're remembering the pops when they happened and yeah um uh... i have uh i had i had 3 this was a, this was also a very difficult category for me to pick i had 3 that i was on board with and then i think on any day either all 3 of them could have gotten it yeah um but i have to give the pop of the year to Kenny Omega kicking out of the One Winged Angel at Forbidden Door. Not just kicking out, kicking, kicking out, at, out one. at one. Mike, I and again, I I I I acknowledge there is some bias due to the present nature of it. <laughs> I do acknowledge that. However, I have rewatched this fucking video enough to, to understand the way it felt through the television, you know, and I be, I do believe it is on par with the experience that I had in the arena, which was one of the biggest fucking moments of my life. Kenny Omega <laughs> kicking out of the one winged angel at Forbidden Door. Uh, that was the pop of the year. Yeah, I mean, we were there. And yeah, I have watched it back as well, and it definitely came across just as big mm-hmm. on television as we were there. So I'll give it to the Canadian Kenny Omega kicking out at one. Wow! Uh, I mean, everyone jumped out of their seats. We were going nuts. The match was already amazing, but uh, that just added that extra little, the extra pinch of salt to flavor the dish at the end, you know. And they're still uh, like, and they're still like thirteen minutes after that too. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing keeps going. Yeah, I would. Uh, do you, do you have any particular um, um, second places or nominations for this one that you would like to acknowledge? Also, yeah, I mean the big runner-up goes to the other Canadian, Sami Zayn, for smacking reins with the chair. 
the pop mm-hmm. for that. I uh, for me, a big runner up here was the Sami Zayn uh, Kevin Owens reuniting hug. Yeah, that's another that was one. a big a one. Sami Zayn moments. A lot of Sami Zayn moments, and um, yeah. surprising. Jey Uso taking uh, Sami's side. Yes, like yeah, uh, anything Bloodline related. I had a really surprising one. I'd love for you to go back to watch. It was, and it was on the 11th of January, so early, early, early on. Um, Adam Cole returning to AEW television. Um, announced oh. announced by Shivani, and Shivani phrases it. He says like, because um, they have like you know, uh, Shivani interview someone special. That's the like the you know whatever he's doing. He's like, it's great to be back here in Los Angeles, but I have no pleasure in welcoming my next guest. And then the <laughs> all about the boom, the crowd go. It's it's one. It's it probably it might be the loudest boom out there you can hear like the you can hear the audio feed kind of waver for a second as if there's so (laughs) much lf i'll be sure to send you that video um gosh nothing like a fucking pop kenny yeah what a fucking moment thanks bud thanks bud love it Mm -hmm. uh all right next let's go to you know one of the unsung heroes but a big part of every show the best ring announcers, you know, if if they're not hyped, how's the crowd going to get hyped yes. for the wrestlers coming out? Stuff like that. And I can't think of anyone that brings the hype more, the creativity, the individuality. Samantha Irvine over on Monday Night Raw. Her voice in general, just great, very strong. She's a former heavy metal singer, Ricochet's fiance. But it's all the little things she adds, the personalities of the wrestlers, like when Gunther comes out, the Gunther and Chelsea Green doing it all, the Chelsea Green bubbly girl thing, and there's a couple different other ones, Uh, but yeah, love her, she puts her stank on it, Samantha Irvine, she's the winner. Yeah, Yeah, have you seen the video, have you seen the clip of uh, her... Um, on, on on Raw, right when uh, what, right when the Rock comes in, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, she's funny. just like home to home, and they're just like ah, <laughs> she, she pretty yeah, much she's acts. Going nuts. She acts like everybody would. She acts like everybody would if she were to be in the yeah. presence of that man. My favorite part is like at the very end, the camera guy or some of the production team like walks back and like winks at her, and she like punches him. He's like, you knew he was coming or something. Yeah, like they're probably like, yo, keep the camera on her. She's gonna be. Yeah, say, like, why some- are you watching me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, you're gonna do something <laughs> hilarious. Uh, congratulations, Samantha Irvine. Um, and uh, quite frankly, you know, this is an award that can be won again and again and again by a, by somebody like this. Um, you know. This 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 is somebody yeah. who I think is going to stick in the wrestling industry for a long time. Congratulations, oh, yeah. Samantha Irvine, uh, Ring Announcer of the Year. Um, I'm giving my uh, award the uh, the award for Ring Announcer of the Year. Somebody who we don't hear too often. We don't actually hear too often. They're out there. They're out there doing the shows. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, maybe we're just not watching every single time but mike we were fortunate enough to be graced by the presence of none other than ring announcer winner takura shibata from new (laughs) japan pro wrestling who introduced all the matches and the all the wrestlers at forbidden door as he would on his own home turf 
And that was <laughs> fucking sick to hear him say Kenny Omega <laughs> was fucking yeah. sick, was sick to hear him announce all the names and people that we've been watching but have never had the chance to actually see in front of us. Um, you know, our our, our our Tanahashis, our Sonatas, our Kazuchika Okada's, our Kenny Omega. Even Brian Danielson, yeah. like it was everything. <laughs> it was it was so fun to uh, to get to see something that we've been watching on television for the entire duration of the show. Quite frankly, since the Wrestle Kingdom with Jericho and Kenny, I think uh, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. We've been we've been keeping our eye on that on, on that show. So it's great Around stuff. There, it was great yeah. stuff to see it. No, it's great. There, you know, there that that. Japanese dramatic flair they add, the way they shout everything. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, fun night. Um, congratulations to uh, both of these two. Let's move ourselves on over here to the best uh, celebrity appearance. Best celebrity appearance, which is kind of like this. Um, it's a bit vague. You know, kind of what it was because celebrity appearance used to, you know, it pretty much me. It kind of means like you're kind of having a, you're in a match. You're you are in, um, well, you know, if we're looking at the the past of uh, you know, this award, the likes of the Johnny Knoxville's, the Pat McAfee's, of course. Um, yeah. You know, traditionally, oh, you know, this has been an award that's been given out to somebody who is directly involved with what's going on on the camera. At, you know, this is somebody. Yeah, I exactly. mean the. The hard part is now that we're having celebrities become actual wrestlers and, you know, where do you draw the line? Like, I think a guy like Logan Paul, we don't count for this category. No, anymore. he he does not count anymore because he has upgraded himself, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's he, a fine line. There is a fine line. And I think uh, my winner for celebrity appearance certainly walks that fine line. But <laughs> yeah, celebrity appearance of the year, I think, has got to go to Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Now I say this after the man has already wrestled at WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure, but <laughs> uh, that's why I mentioned the fine line. But I think he still counts. Uh, I think this. I think this was <laughs> his last eligibility. I'm I'm, almost, I'm giving it to him on his way out <laughs> because yeah. if he does wrestle again after you know already having the Mania match, he can do the Destroyer, and then of course the Homecoming in Puerto Rico, that big street fight. Um, you know, you he's done two. That's kind of it. You can now maybe move on to, uh, you know, another 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 award. Most improved. Spot of the year. Maybe even match uh-huh. of the year. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but Bad Bunny, you're riding the line, and I think I wouldn't have given it to you if that entrance wasn't so good. But it was. <laughs> so that's what turned the scales. Bad Bunny, uh, best celebrity appearance. Yeah. You know, that's why I mentioned that at the beginning, kind of. You know, if we, if we see him again, like you said, we will, you might not be able to be counted as a celebrity and not around. I think he's no. in the video game anyways, you know? He's on the roster. Oh, is that now, so? But, but either way, uh, yeah, I'll give it to Bad Bunny as well. Great match down. That Puerto Rico crowd, you know, they were hot no matter what, but seeing a local legend like Bad Bunny just made it even seeing better. Seeing one, one of the biggest uh, artists, pop artists on the, or artists on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he can actually wrestle like this wasn't just you know a tag match where he's hiding in the corner, does a couple moves. This was him. I mean, we saw the run-ins and everything, but he was doing his thing, 
dives to the and floor. And he was fucking yoked tables. up, so that was cool. Yeah. So, Bad Bunny. Unanimous award, but I'll give a quick runner-up to uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Back at WrestleMania, you mentioned it earlier, Shane O'Mac, he was supposed to be in his match, blew out his fucking quad. Snoop Dogg was there as the host. He improvised on the fly, pulled out a people's elbow, and <laughs> he won a match. He made the pin. He beat the Miz out of nowhere. It was never supposed to happen. But Snoop Dogg, he's a performer. He's a professional. He stepped up when they didn't know what the fuck to do. So Snoop Doggy Dog. Wow. Yeah, that is right. And I think it's runner the, up. I don't know what it's that the, means. It's the, it's the stepping up <laughs> moment where you're like, well, how the fuck did that happen so quickly? Where that guy was yeah. like. Yeah. Anyways, it was it it, it was something yeah. incredible. Um, and Snoop Dogg, although he has also had matches at WrestleMania, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is he not in the Wrestle in the WWE Hall of Fame? I think he's in the Hall of Fame, probably. So you could argue that he's far away from celebrity <laughs> appearance. <laughs> I mean, but hey, who knows? exactly. Yeah. Either way, he didn't even win. He's just a runner-up. Yeah, runner-up. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations to Bad Bunny. Um, this was it. You know, this was your flowers on your way out. Now show us what you got, kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, this one's always a fun one every year. Best hair. Because mm-hmm. this can go anyway, you know? We don't, uh, you know, color, length, volume. It's whatever we're feeling that year. I gave it to Shotzi before for her green hair. You give it to Cameron Grimes for his luscious, mm-hmm. squirrely hair. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, sometimes the hair is a huge part of the gimmick. Uh, and it just gives off a certain vibe. So my best hair... Another award for Dominic Mysterio. That beautiful mullet he's got going on. The Eddie Guerrero look. Betraying his father. And just the mullet in general is always going to, you know, get you some heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pulls it off. It's a heat It's a heat builder, honestly. Yeah. And he pulls it off beautifully. beautifully. So Dominic Mysterio with the mullet. That's my best hair award. Wow. Congratulations to Dom. Yeah, just that perfect amount of stylized, like he's trying to be cool, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, th- this, cool. this this one can be all over the place. Like you said, the hair reflects the gimmick. Sometimes the hair is just cool. Um, sometimes it's the transition. Maybe you started with a lot of it, and now you got none of it. Or maybe at the beginning of yeah. the year you had none of it, and now you have a lot. You know, it, it can go <laughs> either way. Um and I think it can really speak a lot of volumes to who you are as a character. If you are clean cut, if you are um, long hair, if you are long bearded, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going to show that you are um, a, a, a little bit a, lo- a little something about you. And I think one man um, whose hair certainly speaks volumes of his character, Sammy Zane. <laughs> It's yeah. the non. It's it's it not uh not greased up. It's not. It's the non lubed up, just there, pulled back, big beard. <laughs> Fozzie bear. Fozzie bear look. It's it's all so thick. It all looks great. And if he had short hair, it would be completely different. It would be completely. Yeah. He would be completely different if he didn't have that. And you know, he's had this hair. He's had this length of hair since his. Since the uh, Thunderdome, since the Covitude era. Yeah, 
Seems like after he got called up from NXT, he just stopped cutting his hair. Yeah. Uh, I think it's finally hit the point where, uh, you know, it's really working. (laughs) Yeah. And he's got the chest hair, too, to go with it. He doesn't wax his chest like a lot of guys, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Like all these other guys. Yeah. You know, the Bobby Lashley's of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations, Sami Zayn, Dominic Mysterio. These two boys are raking up these um, these these <laughs> these, these, these awards here. Uh, so let's yeah. move on ourselves over to uh, what do we have here? Oh, Breakout Star of the Year. Um, another one of these awards where uh, these, these can these can be guys who have been in the industry for years sometimes. Um, the impact that they've made this year really uh, oftentimes pulling them into that main event scene. That's the way that I like to, you know, think about it. We're pulling them onto television every single week. Guys like Dominic, who's a fucking on TV, like you said, working three shows a fucking week. Uh, <laughs> like consistently. Right, yeah. Um, uh, which is crazy to see across all the brands. I think my breakout star of the year um, is actually going to be uh, someone else. I'm giving it to Takeshita. Oh yeah, Takeshita, who uh, this year um, made himself aligned himself with the elite pulled himself off the elite, aligned himself with Don Callis, had that big, had that Kenny Omega win at a pay-per-view. Um, yeah. Weekend, when he's on TV, he's great. We like him. Yeah, we just need more of him. We just need more of him. He's coming out, though. Takeshita, yeah. I have to say, oh, yeah. you really set yourself aside uh, this year. I'd love to see more Takeshita, uh, breakout star of the year. Yeah, no, he's been great. Every time we mm-hmm. see him, uh, but for me, in terms of breakout, when I think of this year compared to last year, who has had the biggest jump? Maybe one of the biggest one-year jumps of all time. Wow! Because this was a man who was probably on the releasing list very shortly, but he completely turned it around with just one word. Yeah, I'm talking about L.A. Knight, breakout star of the year. I mean, he was a nobody. He was nothing. He was Max Dupree. Then he turned into L.A. Knight. He uh, he did the feud with Bray, and then from there, he just never looked back. He got more and more over every week. Got the catchphrase, the T-shirts, the main event of pay-per-views for the Head- world title. Headline in Saudi. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. This guy, one from year to year, now he's headlining Royal Rumble. He's doing all this shit. Uh, L.A. Knight, baby. Main event from jobber to main event in record time. Yeah, like you said, from jobber to main event in that time. I can't believe that we've seen, uh, you know, uh, and we're just one step away. We just have to win it. We got to win something. Somebody's got to win something. (laughs) I mean, eventually, yeah, Rollins is going to lose the belt. Roman's going to lose the belt. Is Rollins going to lose at Mania? Uh, Well, he's probably going to be fighting CM Punk. So is he going to lose or not? I mean, I could see it, but my dreams were for L.A. Knight, Gunther, those kind of guys to be going for that belt. But then Punk came back, and yeah, 
<laughs> just feels like feels like we're coming up on like eight months on this. Anyways, anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about professional wrestling. La Knight and Takeshita. Um, the 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 fucking the the floodgates are open. This the stars are bright. You're always going to be one step away from uh you know getting that big opportunity. You just got to get it. You got to seize it. Yeah. All right. Next up, let's go with the redemption of the year. Uh, you know, kind of an open-ended category. Uh, for me, it's usually something, you know, I didn't really care about or a person I didn't care for, didn't like that much. But then they completely changed my mind, redeemed themselves. Uh, so I'm going to give it to the Bullet Club Gold. You know, coming in, Juice Robinson. I never liked the guy. I didn't care about him at all. Uh, even Jay White, his first couple months, I knew he was a great wrestler, but those first couple months in AEW wasn't doing anything. Uh, but then Collision started, and then they really just took over. They had that amazing one-hour, five-star match against FTR. Kind of became the top faction there on Collision. and uh, Yeah, Juice and Jay. And then they added the guns. Made me like the guns more than ever as well. They've really improved, so Bullet Club Gold. That's my redemption of the year. Congratulations, yeah. The uh, who are the other? Are you are you just are you are you? Are you kind of you're kind of saying all four of them. Are you saying just the two of them? I mean, we're, I'm, I'm giving it to the group. Mm-hmm. Juice and Jay did most of the work, <laughs> but they're in the group, so I'm giving it to the whole group. The guns have improved and redeemed as well. So they they get one trophy though, so they can decide who gets to bring it home. Yeah, they get one thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to give my redemption to a year. I got a bit of a weird one here for you, too. Maybe a bit of a confession. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, throughout, you know, throughout 2022 and I think parts of 2021, uh, I, the Usos were that were that tag team to beat. Right? Always yeah. going, you know, they, they would they were take on all comers and they were getting everyone. But I personally never felt the uh, the spark in in matches. I never felt like anything really mattered. I felt like they were going to win, and then we move on. They were going to win, then we move on. They were going to win, we move on. Hmm. And then uh, in the WrestleMania build, the you know eventually, so they they lose the belts in night one, and that match was kind of made up for. I mean, it's five star match. We both agree. That match made yeah. up for me all the literally the entire reign of matches that I thought were <laughs> just okay yeah. or were just fine. They were serviceable and all good, but I never I never felt like anything was actually at stake until that match at WrestleMania. So it may have taken them 600 days, but the Usos <laughs> <laughs> redeemed themselves to me. Um Redemption of the year, the Usos. Is that is that does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I understand. I can dig it. Bit of a weird uh, one, I know. A bit of an odd one. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's similar to how I feel about Roman Reigns' title reign, though. Right now, it's played mm-hmm. its course. We're just waiting for them to lose. But if he can end it on a five star match, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Bullet Club Gold and the Usos. Uh, what do we have next here? We have the most underutilized talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
this <laughs> is somebody. Um, this is one. Yeah, this is one of the newer awards. No real precedent for um, things in the past. So I'm just gonna throw out the name who I think is super underutilized, but is always around. Baron Corbin. <laughs> We've seen a little bit of a a, a juiced uh, juiced in um in him um, down here in NXT. Of course, he had that great match with Carmelo Hayes. Um, oh sorry, not Carmelo. Am I thinking Carmelo Hayes? Dragonoff. Dragonoff. Sorry, that's what I was thinking about. When he yeah. came in on the uh, bike and he was like with his legs. Um, <laughs> I think he had a match with Yeah, he's he's been doing a great job on NXT. I think he is the dude to throw in if ever you have to, especially with Ziggler gone. You got to th- you need someone to work. Baron Corbin's the guy. The deep six still looks great. And uh, let's keep, let's keep, let's run it back. Let's keep it going. Yeah, no, he really is kind of the gatekeeper. You know, any any fresh young new star, you got to go through him if you want to get to uh, mm-hmm. the big guys. Exactly. Uh, but for me, my most underutilized guy, someone that we knew and loved for many years down in NXT. Uh, one of our top favorite guys, a couple of shooties for himself. Uh, but then he got called up to SmackDown and really hasn't done a goddamn thing. I'm talking about Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw. You know, back in NXT, every week he was having fun. He was the million-dollar title, the North American title, uh, the whole just, you know, he was just a gritty cowboy, and then he became a millionaire. and Just fun storytelling, fun character, great matches. But, uh, you know, I said it before, ever since they made him trim that beard, trim his hair, he's never been the same since. He doesn't wear the vest. He doesn't wear the hat. Where, where's the old Cameron Grimes we know and love? Yeah, I feel like Cameron Grimes, I feel like, works every single live show. Like, works every single house show. Yeah, he's probably jobbing to whoever. Just yeah. losing matches every week because they need bodies. But, you know, he was one of those guys. I thought he had big potential. He's a lovable guy, an underdog type. He's not so big. He's like a Daniel Bryan type size. But uh, Yeah, I just wonder why. I don't know. It's too bad. Yeah. I think we knew that as soon yeah. as he called, called, got called up. We said... This is going to be tough. Yeah, I just hoped that with the Triple H era, then, you know, maybe he'd give him some more love. But maybe he never was a Triple H guy. Maybe he's just a Shawn Michaels guy. I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> but anyways, that's the most underutilized. Uh, Congratulations, uh, gentlemen. Yeah. So let's move over to the next one. Uh, we'll give it to uh, Referee of the Year. Another one of the vital parts of the match. Um, I mean, one of the most important. This is supposed to be there not just to make the presentation better, but for the safety of the performers. They're kind of the middleman between the back and the medical team. We saw a couple failures of that this year. Uh, whoever it was, Rick Knox or whatever, fucked up. But yeah, anyways. We've seen fuck-ups. Uh, yeah, but the person I'm giving it to, they know when to step in. They famously tried to stop Matt Hardy when he was concussed, but the medical team overrode her. I'm giving it to Aubrey Edwards, the consummate professional. Uh, she's always in the right place at the right time. She even got involved with actual, she had her first match this year. She took a guitar shot to the head, uh, so she can bump, she can do it all. She's always had that mini feud with Chris Jericho and... Uh, yeah, Aubrey Edwards, the consummate professional. The the, you, the the consummate professional. I love that you said that. 
<laughs> because yeah, my winner um, is also uh, is also going to be that professional in the ring, someone who you can count on. Red shoes, Uno, our friend <laughs> over from um, our friend over from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I mean got, he's legendary. Is the he got a chant at Forbidden Door? He did so. get a chant. He got he got a little. Let's go, red shoes. Yeah. And then, like, the two of them, like, stopped for a second and kind of, like, had to, like... He, like, did a little bow, kind of. He did a little of... bow! Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hey, when we went to Dynamite, Aubrey also got an Aubrey Exactly, chance, so. right? And that's that's what you People want. People respect a good ref like we do here. We respect the refs here. In wrestling, we respect the refs. In all other sports, I think you're scumbags. Fuck the refs. You should go to hell. Yeah. You have no soul. Because uh... <laughs> here we know they're a part of the show, you know? They're an integral part. Red yeah. shoe, that's his gimmick. But Everyone a, but a those fat ump? Go yeah, die. Get out of here. Go die, exactly. Blue. <laughs> and you know, we can love these refs, and we can still boo them when they make a bad call, but it's all just part of the show. Mm-hmm. You know? If Red Shoes fucks up, he doesn't turn around and notice someone cheating, you can still boo him. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, we love him. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Congratulations to Aubrey Edwards. And Red Shoe, which brings us uh, uh, here. How about this? Back, best backstage personality. Yeah, another one of the integral parts of the presentation. Yeah, you know, and this, the, you know, we we have we have the man, we have everything from managers. We have everything from the people holding the microphones backstage. Sometimes when people are, so it, it feels like every show you're seeing them on every cutaway. You're like, Jesus Christ, how fucking busy is? How fucking busy are they? <laughs> Um, yeah. I like to give my best backstage personality to not only somebody who who is incredible when they are in their role, but have actually seen an increased role over the past year, and I think the sky's the limit for them. RJ City over on AEW television, the host of Hey EW, a just a good Canadian kid out there doing his thing in the professional wrestling world. Um, he has seen his role expand. He does kind of like the pre-pay-per-view talks on the ramp now, and we see him backstage more. I think him and Renee make a great team, the team of the two of them. Gosh, so great together. Yeah. RJ City, best backstage personality. Congratulations on, on your first shooty. There you go. Uh, it all starts uh, yeah, here. Just... It all starts here. <laughs> I'll give it to his teammate, the fellow Canadian, Renee Paquette. She always does a great job. She does interviews uh, backstage and on stage, and you can just go. Through, you know, she can. You can throw her anything. She can host a pre-show. She can do commentary. She can do it all. Uh, Renee Paquette, like you said, consummate professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, congratulations, Renee Paquette, RJ City. You love seeing. I, I have one thing I can say um, about these shooties here: the Canadian presence has been very is, strong. It's very strong. <laughs> With just, you love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the best TV storyline storyline of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had some great stuff. We already kind of touched on it with the promos of the year and the pops of the year. They're all kind of intertwined. Uh so yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I gotta give it back to the Bloodline and Sami Zayn just for all the work they did—the trial of Sami Zayn, the joining the USO or yeah, the Usi shirts, joining the club, getting his <laughs> own official coronation—and uh, yeah, the Royal Rumble moment, the Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, everything in between. Uh, so I'm gonna give it to the Bloodline and Sami Zayn. 
Yeah, they held the world not only for four months of this year, but, you know, months leading into. Um, yeah, started last summer mm-hmm. almost when he first started trying to join and, the group. and that's what everybody was saying. They were saying this is the best thing that we've ever seen. And, you know, it, it, enough people start saying the words. You start believing that, yeah, this is actually <laughs> uh, this is actually the way that it is. Unanimous, the bloodline. The I honestly oh, yeah. can't really think of anything else that was the devil. Who's the devil? Is the closest kind of was the closest um, kind of second. Um, yeah, for me, the whole MJF Adam Cole friendship developing. Yeah, that MJF yeah that would have been case. it. Yeah, the to to, to yeah. who's the devil? Uh, yeah, as the end that was really you know the, and that was great. That was a lot of fun too, because the whole Adam yeah. Cole thing also split off into the stuff with Roderick Strong and the Kingdom, and then it it did kind of weave and flow. But the bloodline was next level bullshit. Yeah, the biggest, most dramatic moments, the storytelling. Yeah. Was the bloodline? Gosh! Congratulations, congratulations to both of them. Congratulations to both. I am up next. Best dressed. We're running. We're coming down to the end here, folks. We only have about like six or seven more. So yeah, we're saving that. We're ones. we're saving the big ones for the end too. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We have to pepper in some of these uh f- these ones to wrap it up here. Best dressed goes to a man who uh yeah brings slays every week as they would say brings it every week but certainly um uh the mannerisms reflect the outfit the outfit reflect the mannerisms seth rollins always <laughs> um just wearing good mike and i uh i can actually say that this is a three to i've given him best dressed three repeat Three peat. He the man has three peated. Never yeah. before in Shooty's history has a man been so decorated um consistently I on mean, the in this on this basis. I'll give him credit. He may be a repeat shooty winner, but he does not repeat outfits. He's got he's got And it's a new one every budgets. week, exactly. How the hell is he yeah, doing this? Is, I don't know. But yeah, he's always looking good, always looking fresh. Um uh, for me, I'm just gonna give it to someone. You know, we didn't see them that much this year, but I just love the way they look, their style. Uh, Kyrie Sane, maybe out of nowhere, but I don't wow, know. Wow, that isn't out of nowhere. I just, you know, it's simple look, but I just think she's unique and she's not quite the pirate anymore. But I don't know. I just like everything about her style, her makeup, her hair. Her well, yeah, colors. it's that. Uh, it, it's the. It, it looks more Japanese style versus. Uh, you know, the, yeah, the kind of a, know. a normal just... American white bitch. Look at me. I I had got Gucci. Exactly. She's not just another blonde girl with uh, Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I know we didn't. We only seen her a couple months, but she just looks cool to me. And uh, I'll give a runner up to Sky Blue for the same kind of thing. Just a cool look. Yeah. Helps sell the character. Yeah. Just something new. Yeah. And a shout out to Christian Cage for the turtleneck. <laughs> he got a shout out. Wrestling in a turtleneck. Wrestling in the turtleneck is the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. There's your best dressed. Congratulations. Seth and Kyrie. Congratulations to the two uh, of them. I guess we'll go to the manager of the year. Kind of our last non wrestler category, I believe. Although you can be a wrestler and a manager. I think I gave it to Rhea Ripley last year because she kind of did half and half throughout the year. 
but you know, a good manager adds something to the character, something to the group. You don't want to steal the spotlight too much, but you know, you're allowed to have your moments, have your own little thing, and I can't think of anyone who's gotten more over in the manager position than Prince Nana. I mean, both him and Swerve have had a super big rise this year, but Prince Nana, man, that dance, he's got the whole crowd dancing, doing his silly yeah, thing. Swerve and... went out drive. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, but I, I do I get it. I don't get it, but I, they, they love it. Uh, yeah, or maybe it is I don't get it, but I like it. Yeah, like I, yeah, exactly. It's hard How to can say. one guy walk out being hard and the other guy walk out being a total goof? I don't get it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but it works. <laughs> and, you know, he plays that role like Swerve's a badass, so it's okay to have some silliness on the sidelines and... He can still take a bump. He can still help. He can still take a bump. And, Mike, it's all about the kids. You get the kids out there dancing. That's what exactly. it's all about, right? And it's not like he's, you know, it's he's not moonwalking. It's a simple dance. People can do it along yeah, the path. And it's not inappropriate. He's not twerking. He's not shaking his... He's not his, doing suck it. He's, he's not, not doing a suck it. He's just kind of doing a yeah. little... You can do that at school. The teachers will not have no problem. <laughs> the teacher will have no problem with you doing a swerve. And unless it's a racist. That's a gang sign. Yeah. Or unless they're an Adam and Hangman Adam Page fan. Um, both could be <laughs> reasons why they don't want it, which is why uh, unanimous, 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 unanimous. <laughs> um, Prince non-anonymous. Prince non-anonymous. For Prince Nana, um, gosh, I hope they never. I hope they never break up. No, they got a good thing going. They got a good thing going. I mean, yeah. I hope they never break up. They just gradually, they just go their own ways. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, so we're coming up to our 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 big categories um, here. But, you know, every, ca every every category is going to be big. The catchphrase of the year. I think there's only one answer to this one, Mike. There's got to be. <laughs> I think there's only one word. There's only one word, one. Mike. It's a, <laughs> it's a yes or no question. <laughs> I think it has yeah. to be L.A. Night. Yeah. You yeah, said it I mean, right it's there. It's a word we inexplicably say hundreds of times every episode without even thinking about every it. Every day. In our own Every lives, <laughs> uh, how yeah exploded into the new woo. It's the new woo. Literally, it is the new woo. Um, I mean, it's so easy, so catchy. Like anyone can make a sign that says yeah. Anyone can fucking make a shirt. Um, that's and almost it, the genius of it too. You can make one four-letter word that is so simple, so. And popular. you could write Y A, but I'm glad you brought that up. It does have to be Y E A A H. It does have to yeah. be. That is the proper spelling. But you could say Y A, and I mean, you, you could pronounce it that way, I guess. And it's funny too. It's so simple. Like, even though Daniel Bryan's "Yes, Yes" is so similar, it's also so different at the same time. <laughs> They're like so the vibe, the way people say it. Yeah. It's the way he says it, too. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. The yes, yes is way different than the yeah. It's so different than just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. to LA Knight. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Mike, bring and it on quick. us. We're, 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 coming up, we're coming up to the, the, the end here of the shooties. Our larger awards. The main event. Um, did we skip <laughs> the best entrance of the year? 
I consider that to be a, a pretty large award. Okay, best entrance. Okay. I, I thought you were talking about the big four. Oh, I consider that. No, I consider this to be a big five, my dear. All right, all right, all right. Best entrance of the year? Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just give mine to Timeless Tony Storm. Loved the whole presentation. Uh, you know, for all the reasons you gave for the gimmick of the year. We got the black and white. We've got like the uh, the graphic card is like an old film thing. Mm -hmm. The black uh, and white is really different. We really don't see that. Yeah, so it's very unique. She sells the gimmick. She's being her old, you know, different accent, different everything. But the entrance, yeah. When she comes out, you get it. You know exactly what she's all about. You know, you know exactly what she's all about. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, this was a big one. Yeah, see, I see, I see. I think this is a big one. You know, we can see some big. Uh, we see big things <laughs> in the in, in in the presentation of it all. A, a new a new pay per view, a new show gives us a new display. A new uh, the way the LED displays are arranged will be different. It could be Roman's four, nine and a half minute WrestleMania entrance with six <laughs> grand pianos on a massive stage while performing on the grandest stage of them all. Um, yeah. uh, you know, is, when does the entrance stop? Like you had brought up before, the the seven minute standing ovation for Sami Zayn when he returned to Montreal. I mean, it's the if the entrance goes until you say something, <laughs> that crowd kept him going. <laughs> Um, there was that one, you know, it can, this can be everything. Bad Bunny's entrance over at fucking Backlash was huge. Singing his own song or like a, yeah, he comes out to his own song, which the lyrics are Chumbea pull motherfucker. You ain't got no bullets left. Chumbea pull motherfucker. You ain't got no bullets left. I always hit. I roll again. I always hit. I roll again. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm telling you that, I'm just telling you that was amazing. Guess what? Seventeen thousand people were fucking screaming this entrance. Yeah. Uh, um, but I do have to give um out of all these. Oh, what one more? I do have one more. I do a nominee. I guess these are all the nominees. I guess I'm going down right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson's return with the final countdown. We were there. We were screaming was, it. Yeah. Surreal. Yeah. Some might say. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but out of all of these things and out of these millions of dollars that were spent in all of these productions, sometimes it's just as easy as interrupting the motherfucker you want to take out. When L.A. Knight interrupted Roman Reigns on that entrance, it was the SmackDown before the fucking pay-per-view in Saudi. We remember yeah. this one, Mike. It was the one with the perfect audio transition from Roman's <laughs> music to LA Knight's music. The confidence you have to have to walk past Roman Reigns because <laughs> you're like, no more of this bullshit. I, any, any one of these people could have won. But sometimes it's just as easy <laughs> as walking past some motherfucker. LA Knight interrupting Roman Reigns. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I... I gave him my best entrance theme music, so that goes hand in hand. It's part of the yeah. Uh, they do. The they do. Incredible stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm the next one. Big stuff here. Big stuff here. We're down to our big. Uh, yeah, the final four, which are really the big ones here. Uh, so let's kick it off. Match of the year. 
gosh. Ooh. And this was a match. This was a year where uh, we, for the first time, counted our individual um, five-star matches of the year. Mm-hmm. Mike, you had nine. I had 12. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, and then, you know, these, the, and these are parts of the record book, you know, we will be able to see, but I think, um, my match of the year was something which was on both of our five-star match lists. So that's a good start. <laughs> it's a great gonna, start. We both agreed. Yeah. It was pretty good. We're all nine of mine. Also five on your end. Uh, oh, um, uh, no, the only one where we were different, different on, um, you had the fatal four way at double or nothing. Oh, the four-pillar match? The four-pillar match, and then um, the Becky Lynch-Tristratus match at Payback 2023, and I did not have those, but I had the rest of... I had had the other seven that you had, though. Yeah, okay, okay. I think my scale might be a little... Maybe I'm a little looser. I I guess, clearly. Clearly, I'm a a little more (laughs) open to it. Yours is a little more stringent, but we're not... That's not what we're talking about here, because we both agreed that um, this was one of the matches of the year, and I think many agree that this could be one of the best matches of all time. Um, And God damn it, Mike, we were just lucky enough... (laughs) To see it for ourselves. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay <laughs> at Forbidden Door 2023. Yes, Meltzer, it's a quarter star less, you fucking nerds. Is that really what it's about? I don't think that's what it's about, Mike. I think it's a, a match is so much more than bell to bell. It's uh, it's the feeling you get before, during, after. It's the It's the way you reminisce. Uh, it was one of the best matches I think we, you know, I've ever seen in front of my face. Definitely in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. Can't explain it. I've seen it like six other times. Uh, it was my match of the year. <laughs> and uh, gosh, that's all I got to say. That's, that's all I can really say about it. You were there. What yeah. else can I say to you about a thing that you also <laughs> I was there, saw? yeah. No, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Great. Uh, yeah. You know, this is always one of the toughest categories yes. every year. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, a couple of those five stars that I had, like Becky versus Trish in the cage, Charlotte versus Rhea at WrestleMania, one of the best women matches of all time. I mean, the whole WrestleMania, the Gunther match. Swerve versus Hangman, which we saw not too long ago, is right up there. Uh, but it really came down to two matches for me. It was very hard to decide. Uh the runner-up, Brian Danielson versus MJF in the Iron Man match. Yeah, rat- the greatest revolution. Iron Man match I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, I'm yep. sure that was. Yeah, one of the greatest matches in AEW history. But uh, as you so eloquently said earlier, nothing beats being there live. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, Forbidden Door. The most amazing match I've ever seen. Some say the most amazing match this country's ever seen. Maybe even the world. On Canadian soil, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, I mean, yeah, we got to see something special, something historic. Uh, We already talked about it a bunch of categories earlier. The one-winged angel kick out at one, the Tiger Driver 91, and then just 35 other minutes of great nonstop wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though the guy that we wanted to win lost, that's... That's yeah, I, I, it ultimately was not about the <laughs> not about who won or lost. It was that we saw it. Yeah, 
Like, no one cares that he... I mean, we, we cared, but it doesn't affect the quality of the match at all, so... Mm-hmm. That's it. Unanimous. Omega Osprey. Wow, that was incredible! What an incredible match! That was that was that was one of the that was a great one to reminisce about. That's for sure. And I think since yeah. ju- I think after it happened, it was like that's the one that was I I had cemented that one here in the log pretty damn early. It was yeah. I had that and the Brian one written. I mean the Brian one MJF. As soon as I saw that, that was penciled in, and then that mm-hmm. Omega match happened, and it was basically just deciding between those two. But yeah, I think being there live gives it the edge. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It was that good anyways that it could have won without it. Good. So, up next, let's go to the tag team of the year. Every company needs a good tag division. And, uh, you know, some years they're better than others. We've had years where AEW was the clear number one. And NXT had some great runs. And, you know, this year, main eventing WrestleMania with the tag titles for the first time ever. Yes, really, so, first time uh, ever. For the tag titles, yeah. But for me, the tag theme that I just had the most fun with, enjoyed it, the storylines, the matches, I'm going to give it to MJF, Adam Cole. You know, we, did, we didn't know what to expect going in. Uh, MJF's been a heel his entire time. He hates everyone, but he legitimately was won over by Adam Cole's friendship, and the story was so hot that they got to main event Wembley Stadium, the biggest show in AEW history, uh, just based on that alone. So MJF, Adam Cole, my favorite. Wow, team. yeah, the favorite uh, favorite tag team. And the story's not done. We've had the whole devil thing that reveals. So we got a lot, a lot of juice left. Whenever they both get healthy. Gosh, hopefully they do. When they come <laughs> back, we'll be ready to go. Congratulate. Never making that Ring of Honor uh, tag title look more important. Yeah. For a little bit there. Uh, I had to give my tag team of the year. You know what? It, the, uh, the, it, it was really tough because the pursuit of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens was much better than the actual payoff. We kind of had nothing for a little while. And then... After even, they won. And then they lost. And there, there was no real, like, cool way they lost or anything. I felt like it was very underwhelming. You know, so yeah. uh, unfortunately, yeah, no, unfortunately yeah, getting the prize was better than the uh, keeping the prize. Um, yeah. But uh, I was just I, my, my tag team of the year was just, you know, you got to say old favorite, old faithful, whatever you call them. Best in the biz, the FTR. Um, <laughs> you know, it's we saw, you know, not only did they have that 56 minute match, it could have given it to Bullet Club Gold for that for that kind of sake also. But they held the titles through that, you know, starting collisions, trying to start a new show. Unfortunately, they lost. But when in doubt, just go with the uh, best boys in the biz. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with a left TR. Adam Cole, baby, and MJF. Uh, great. So uh, next up we have here, oh, we're coming down to the final two here. Best female wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um. Gosh, and no, this and it, it, it's it's so funny in, in cases like this. Uh, are are or do we look at? Are we looking at matches? Are we looking at spots? Are we looking at longevity? Or just, does this have to be a champion? All of these things can be so tough when actually thinking about the the one because all of these things are kind of like you know very very different. But uh, 
it's important. Who was the wrestler that really made the impact to you the most in a year, especially after the, after the action-packed year that we've just talked about? It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Both, picking your male wrestler, female wrestler, are both incredibly difficult. Um, but I got to go with, uh, gosh, just a fucking champ. I got to go with a leader. I got to go with somebody who has made their way in and around here of the shooties already this year. Rhea Ripley, the leader. There I said it, leader of the Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah. All these other men think they're uh, pulling the strings. You're not pulling shit, fucking Finn. <laughs> uh, Rhea Ripley has, yeah, maybe not seen the exact type of challengers that we want to see, you know, out, out of like a, a big run or a big something, but she's uh she's 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 holding that thing on tv every week she's in our in our faces we're we're getting the action she has that five-star match what more what more could you want yeah i mean uh she certainly was a top nominee me for me here um i don't know for me all my nominees it was tough i felt like no one had a runaway entire year like people had good like five month blocks six month blocks here and there mm -hmm. uh i mean Rhea has been good all year but nothing topped that wrestlemania match and even came close uh you know so it was it's tough to say um even right now i mean jamie Hayter, she was on pace she could have been up there but then she got injured that mm -hmm. took her out and you know bianca belair missed some time and so yeah it kind of came down to just two people for me. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, though, I'll go with the man, Becky Lynch. Wow. Consistency. You know, like I said, if, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. The first half of the year, she didn't quite do a whole lot. Uh, you know, she was still out, around and about. and uh, But that second half when, you know, she had the feud with Zoe Stark, and then Trish Stratus, the cage match, and then she went down to NXT, became the champ, had some great matches with Tiffany, and then a great match with Lyra to put whole over, her over, and, uh, you know, still the most over woman on the roster, Becky Lynch, every time oh, she comes Oh, without out. a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll give it to her this year, and I'll say a close runner-up was Tiffany Stratton. Uh... Who kind of had the reverse year for me? She started off; she was my favorite woman wrestler. And she lost, yeah. And then, yeah, then they—you know—it's not her fault, but the booking hasn't been there ever since she lost the belt to Becky. She's lost like five of her last six matches, and you know, I think she's definitely going to win this award in a future year, guaranteed. Oh, we, oh yeah, uh, ne next year she's one year away, probably. So, uh, yeah, so I have no problems giving it to Becky. She had my second favorite women's match of the year, and. Overall, the consistency is always going to be there. Even the match with Nia Jax this last week was Nia Jax's best match ever. So if she can do that, she can do anything. <laughs> Amen. The future's bright for all these performers. Yeah. And EO Sky, a good nominee as well, my most wrestler of the weeks. But she was another one. I just felt no one had the full year to year. It was just like everyone had these good. Yeah, three, everyone had segments. Counts. Yeah. Uh, but. For me, the male wrestler of the year, because that's where we're going, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it was kind of the opposite. These male wrestlers, it was still a hard decision, but it was, you know, from January to December, 
this person nailed it out of the park. Five star matches, multiple five star matches, uh, multiple shooty awards already this year. Multiple times he's won this award. Back to back, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, you know, the best world champion, longest reigning in AEW history. The five star match with Danielson, the Iron Man, the Fatal Four Way, the Great Feud with Adam Cole. The match with Jay White, the Moxley match, everything, everything he's done, he has he's never had a bad match. Period. Um, he, and he took everyone on, and there was uh, never a uh, never a dull moment. Yeah, he went from wrestling like seven times a year to like I don't know what 30, 40 matches this year, sometimes twice on the same show with the, the tag titles and everything in between. One of the best <laughs> guys on the microphone, to not even say that. And, yep, being you know, on TV every week, being uh, yeah. present, being there. Best character, best everything. Yeah, uh, no, the, yeah, the consistency so. of him as everything and, the you know, the way your champion, he yeah, he doesn't have to wrestle every week, but guess what? Maybe show up once, uh, yeah, you should show up. Yeah, he's still there quite often. He is still there. So that's it. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah, sorry. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, MJF, the champion. Congratulations. Um, uh, winning the award of best male wrestler. And he won the award because it was his fucking year. MJF, unanimous uh, male wrestler of the year. And an award that he could win... A dozen more times here easily. on the Shoe Brothers, easily. like e- easily, he could keep winning this every single year, and it would th- just be like we we now have to give like a second place award. <laughs> yeah, like when they created a second world title. Exactly, because it's like, well, yeah, we, like they're gonna need a new a second dynamite diamond ring because it's just gonna keep going to MJF. <laughs> yeah, so it's unanimous. I know, uh, you know, it's funny. My top four guy, I didn't have any WWE in the running. I mean, there was some big years, Sami Zayn and stuff. But for mm-hmm. me, MJF was number one. Will Ospreay, obviously, up there. But I felt like I didn't see. I mean, I know he wrestles a lot, but I only saw here and there. But every match was like a five-star match. But Yeah. Yeah, Will Ospreay was, would have been the close one because, yeah, I feel like any time anytime I saw him doing anything, yeah, it was awesome. And a dark horse candidate, Orange Cassidy, just based on his body of work. Like you said, champion. International title. and mm-hmm. Yeah, just a hell of a year for him. But uh, MJF was the top, and we agreed. So. Yeah. It was incredible stuff from MJF, Becky Lynch, Ray Ripley, and all the shooty winners. Congratulations to everybody who won a shooty. Uh, lots of unanimous choices, um, which, uh, which, which means, you know, that is undoubtedly some of these things uh, are just happening are just happening the way they are. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. to all of the winners. And another edition of the Shooties, always the best, uh, but, you know, the best recounting, recapping the year that was. And, Mike, the worst part of the Shooties is that we are a year away from the next year Shooties. <laughs> yep, but I'm already writing down. Perfect. We're six days down. in. Gotta start writing stuff in, baby. Exactly. Get your shooties nominations in, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, of course, with all the weekly wrestling action leading up to the Royal Rumble, because uh, baby, it is coming. Uh, and thanks for listening, everybody. Mike, take care of yourself.
Thank you. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. So we appreciate that. Shoot.